All right. All right. Welcome back to another episode of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Substitute teacher, Ronald Two Legs in the building once again this week. Two for two here uh, with AIW owner John Thorne, as always. What's up, Thorne? What's up? In the house. I want to thank the sponsors of AIW. The card is going to change. We got uh, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, of course. We may have a new sponsor, like a real big sponsor coming on board, but uh, negotiations ongoing for uh, at least a few shows. Oh, yeah? Yeah, talking to uh, talking to a, a beer company. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, so, Interesting. Uh, a little cliffhanger there. It's getting... <laughs> it's getting you know, we'll see. We'll see if when the check when the check arrives before okay. I get official plugs. Right, sure, sure. Yeah, you got to make sure that sucker cashes first. Yeah, right. just, we're tossing around free shit around here. Um, but yeah, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, uh, as always, a great sponsor of ours. IWTV, uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Um, make sure you put in uh, the code. Is the what is the code? AIW. It's absolute. Absolute. Add the code absolute and uh, let them know who sent you over that way. So much shit on there. Um, I always boast about IWTV, but I was just watching it again at the camper, and somebody was like, what the hell are you watching? And I was like, independent wrestling. They're like, how? And I was like, it's basically this website. It's like Netflix for uh, for independent wrestling. It's pretty sweet. And he was like, no shit. Like, like Every time I tell somebody about it, their it? mind is kind of blown. They're like, really? No shit. I'm like, yeah. Was it you that was like, was it you that was telling me like, oh, my, your uncle or something thought that they had the idea for it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he, you know, like, you know, like people, you know, multiple people can have ideas. They're all out there. But uh, if you don't know that something exists already and you have an idea for something, you're like, man, that's a great idea. And then you find out it exists. You're like, damn but yeah he was like listen get this idea i was like tell me about it and it existed um who else what else we got here what other sponsors what who am i missing um do we have any other official sponsors tsj does he still sponsor is he still cutting a check i haven't got got a check from him in a while no not not a lot of uh uh, shout out to marks with mics though they uh they they dropped some sponsorship dollars Oh hell yeah! Uh, I love the those last guys. show. I was uh, hanging with those. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, check out their podcast and give them a listen. You know, they uh, it, it's the thing that's kind of interesting is you know through um, you know like I guess pandemic wrestling like all these independent wrestling promotions were just like really just like hustling the sponsorships, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the marks with mics reached out. And they were kind of on the uh, whatever the whatever they sponsor, you know what I mean? It was like sure. some like, it, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a low amount of money, but it was just like, uh, you know, I feel that maybe there's a little difference in in AIW as opposed to some of the, the other places that were hustling the cash like that. So uh, they made an offer and I think they thought they were going to get the whole the whole shebang, you know what I mean? The whole <laughs> the, yeah. The whole, yeah. The whole fucking media junket. Uh, the price uh, price tags are a little different for different promotions. They found out, huh? <laughs> yeah, I said, well, it's not like a blanket thing, you know. Like, uh, not to say that I didn't appreciate it, but sure, you know, I do know that uh, we have a little value, so I don't want to be giving it away for free. That's true. Especially when you're, especially when you're negotiating with a major beer company. I can't wait to find out who this is. You have to text me this. I know. (laughs) I don't know if it's major. Maybe it's major. I don't know. I mean, I only know fucking like Bud Light. So, you know what I mean? (laughs) What do I know? 
Um, so yeah, uh, well, what you were gonna recap? Uh, AIW's most recent show, AIW's Gangster Rap, made me do it. Um, how do yeah, you we'll feel overall that it went, went over? How do you? What were your thoughts on the show overall? I guess. Um, you know, I was a little nervous as you know. We talked last week because tickets were moving a little slower than usual. And it, it picked up, you know, I, this is my fear is like, you know, Cleveland is anybody that's been involved in the Cleveland entertainment realm knows that like Cleveland has this reputation of being, quote unquote, a walk up city, a walk up yeah. town, uh-huh. you know, for everything, you know, for fucking baseball games, for fucking concerts and you know shows like everything it's like is like walk up you know that's just like the cleveland way yep and like through the pandemic you know we established like getting your aiw tickets you know so it was like okay we always kind of knew what we were walking into especially when we were doing those limited capacities you know yeah, I was gonna say that had to be a big part of it when when we were only taking so many, you know, seats. It, the seats and where you got was very priority. So I mean, you definitely had to get in early, um, and people weren't risking it because there was only so many events, so many things to do. So you didn't want to be, you know, nobody's being shut out. So you, everyone was buying those tickets immediately. Right. So it was a it was a little uh, worrisome just that that we're starting to kind of get back into that into that a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and usually those like premium, what we call the premium tickets, which is, you know, any of the labeled stage rows. Yeah. Like yeah. usually that shit goes quick and, mm-hmm. um, it didn't, you know, and that, well, and I think a reason that, you know, uh, not to steal Steve guy's segment, but shout out to Justin Doan, Justin Doan, uh, his wedding date happened to fall on Friday, which oh. a lot of, AIW regulars were in the wedding party or invited to the wedding. So that had a little bit to do with it as well. There was a Justin Don't chant at some point during the show. And I was like, man, I haven't seen him. Or and like he like film shows now. So I was like, was he filming? Like I was looking over there, but I didn't see him at all. Maybe they were just doing that for the IWTV so they could hear it at the wedding or something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was it was his wedding and a, a lot of uh a lot of people were there, you know, like even Caden, you know, uh, shout out to Caden. I guess, you know, he came down with COVID, but oh, he no. was going to be, he was going to be at Justin Doan's wedding as well. So a lot of the like hardcore regulars were involved in that wedding. You know, I was even invited, you know, he, I was invited and I was like, that's, I was like, Hey dude, I can't make it. There's a show that day. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he was super bummed. Uh, Cause you know, when he's not filming or whatever, he likes to, you know, make sure he doesn't miss an AW show. Right. right. So, He's been you know, coming I, for a long time. I mean, you see oh, pictures yeah. of Don you know, from way a long time ago. Yeah, way, 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 way back. Um, so, you know, that that had a little bit to do with it, you know, like some, because those like hardcore fans, what I, you know, what I label them as or whatever, like they buy those tickets up. So like when you like kind of remove them from that, from the equation, there's, you know, I, I almost think that it creates this like, people don't think they can get the premium tickets. So they don't even try to get the premium tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a mentality of like, well, they're already going to be gone already. So it's like, well, <laughs> why are we trying? Right. Cause front rows already. So, you know, it sells out so quick. If you're not paying attention, then maybe they Yeah. Maybe they didn't even know they were available. Right. Right. So like there were still some available like Friday morning, you know, like some stage seats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, you know, but like GA was picking up a little bit and, you know, some of uh, some of the guys were really pushing tickets hard. You know, Bishop and oh, Wes Barkley, Eric Taylor, 
uh they like you know members only they they all really tried to give a big push on friday um and you know i i don't know if people saw the clip like eric Taylor had his like 89 year old grandpa in the crowd, like swinging Dude, chairs and shit. I saw when it happened and we were in the back at the monitor. It was actually me and Joey and somebody else. A couple of people were standing there and <clears throat> Mikey, I didn't realize it was his grandpa, obviously from sitting in the back, but like he, he whipped it, whipped him into the chair, but an old man was holding the chair. So he went right through it and just slammed into someone behind him in the crowd. It looked so bad from the monitor. We were all like, Oh, Holy shit. But yeah, it was his grandpa. Huh? That's funny. Yeah. So that was like, he had like a big, you know, kind of family, you, you know, I, I guess coming out, which is, you know what I mean? Stronger person to hold that chair next time, Eric. But <laughs> you know, like I know he's a, you know, quote unquote healer or whatever, but like, yeah. you know, that moment for him was probably, unreal you know what i mean like because like, i don't know how supportive the his family is or isn't of, of the wrestling thing you know mm-hmm. what i mean but like they all you know they've come out before but like they came out in like a gigantic force uh on friday night and like you know the grandfather to come out and see it and you know it was like it was like wasn't like mom and dad you know what i mean it yeah. was like the, it was like the extended family was out there like the taylor family represented well huh Right, right. And, you know, like for him to have that clip, you know, I mean, you know, his grandfather's like 89 or something like that. So, you know, so, yeah, you, know, you would think you you would think, you know, and not to sound morbid, he doesn't, you know, have that much time left to make memories like that. I was just going to say that's a pretty special memory. It's caught on film. It was on IWTV. He could literally watch it the next day. All these angles, he could show him all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah, and his family filmed it and stuff like that. So I think it was like a cool little moment for them so you know just shout out to all the crew that pushed hard to try to pack the Odeon on Friday night because I was getting a little nervous you know I mean uh as I said before you know Matt Cardona he brings out the universe yeah and I know that like people some people were like not clear if he was going to be there or not but he certainly wasn't going to be there you know what I mean coming off the injury I mean, A, he's injured, but I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I know he's not cheap as it is. So his price tag to come out and do nothing, I mean, I can't imagine that's, you know. Yeah, whatever. He'll be at Absolution. We've we've worked the deal out. So he will. he's coming to Absolution no matter what on July 23rd. <laughs> In fact, you know, I was just texting with him about flights and stuff right before we started recording. So, um that's a that's a done deal. But I he would have he would have came on Friday, but you know, he just had the surgery like a week ago or a week and a half ago or something like that. And like, I know he's appeared at other shows, but I mean, like, I don't know, you know, like it, it just seems like a lot to put on, you know, put on him to just come out and flying like that after having that surgery, like sitting in the chair. I mean, I wouldn't want to, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked and he's going to come, uh, at the very least the absolution. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a little, a done deal there but uh you know when he's when he's on on the show you know he goes above and beyond promoting every show he's on so in a way too where it's not this weird 
robotic, just dumbass post like "Come see me at this," or yeah, he like engages. Yeah, he always comes up with something to just kind like it's like a post about the show, but yeah, it's not. I don't know. Like he, yeah, he sometimes he picks on fans and stuff too, and he almost he he brings other people into it. You know what I mean? Like he's very he's very good. I like Mr. Cardona. He's nice. Yeah, so he's. I like him. (laughs) Yeah, so he's you know like so I was a little worried about that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. You know, he does like, draw uh, too, like a fucking motherfucker. Right, right, right. You know, and uh, <laughs> like it's just, it, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things to worry about. You know, and like uh, we, I just wanted to get through Friday. You know, I, I thought that we had a pretty cool little surprises uh, set up. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, get through it. And now, you know, we can kind of flesh out the the absolution plan you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and and iron all that out and you know we, of course we got to put together that uh july 7th winchester show as well aiw3d uh but yeah it's just uh <laughs> i was really worried about friday i just wanted to get through friday uh i would this has been a long-winded way to say i was pretty happy with how everything turned out for the yeah, most part it did get you know? pretty crowded right yeah i mean yeah, I mean, it, it definitely close. filled in, you know, it definitely filled in. It was, you know, nothing to be embarrassed about. It was probably like, you know, be- between 300 and 350, I think, uh, right around that. So a lot of walk up, you know, and uh, it may have even been a little bit more than that, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of the guesstimate, you know, based off the event bright numbers and then, you know, the numbers that Pedro gives me <laughs> the next day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I was happy with it. I thought the I thought the show went really well. I thought it was definitely crowded, especially towards the end. By the time the main event went off, you know, it was very crowded. The crowd was hot. All the matches and the points that were things that were supposed to go off, I I thought all went off great. I was gonna say too about Eric, and I mean, I feel like that was a pretty big match for him too. It was like a singles match. It wasn't a tag, so it was a chance for him, his family, to come out and see. Like you know, just, when you're in a tag, it's probably a little hard. You know, you you got another guy with you, but it's a singles match, especially if you're in a tag and then you do a singles. You're like, you got you know, you got to come to this show. Um, so I, I felt like it was a really big, a, a big, big crowd. They were, they were loud and everything is at least from where I was. I know I'm sure you saw the video that I posted, uh, the last surprise when Joey came out, I felt like the fucking building was red hot for that. Oh man. That was like, so I guess we'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, so like I purposely, so I'll say this, like Shane Douglas was always booked, right? Yeah. He was he was gonna cut that how that all went down was always booked. But uh, and the meet fact, and greet thing became like because I think maybe people saw, oh, he's the meet and greet now. So Shane would have been a surprise. No one would have even have known right. he was really there. That kind of the meet and greet almost took away, like, oh now you know he's here. Because he was only booked for Toy Ohio. Right. And you know, um he was like in this deal with you, you know, I, I deal with the promoter who is also like Shane's like agent. Uh, he, he runs ACW in West Virginia. He, you know, he books a lot of the AW guys and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was the one that was kind of, you know, he was trying to bring Kevin Sullivan for, in for his show. And then, you know, it, at one point it was going to be Kevin Sullivan wrestling, but then, you know, things, things change, you know, we, we weren't sure if you'd be down for it and all this other stuff. And then, um, 
he just, I asked him if Shane was available and I said, you know, well, how about we have Kevin Sullivan do a meet and greet and then Shane can be like a surprise, you know, and wrestle and then do a meet and greet. And, um, they were supposed to do his show the night before Kevin Sullivan's flight got canceled and it got rebooked and it wouldn't even have gotten, uh, Kevin Sullivan to Cleveland until like 10 PM on Friday night or something. So like, and that was like the rebooked flight from Thursday, Yeah, you know? So it was just kind of like, you know, it all fell apart. Uh, so I just said, you know what? I'll just, I'll just have Shane do the meet and greet. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll kind of blow that surprise a little bit. Uh, and that's kind of why, you know, Shane, Shane ended up wrestling in like just street clothes. Cause he felt like for the story or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, why would he be geared up and all this, you know, which made sense, you know, like honestly, uh, but initially it was going to be Shane, you know, making the save on West, like full geared up, full on tag match, all that stuff. Uh, but the toy Ohio thing, I purposeful, I purposely released to be like a red herring. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. people thought that like, maybe it's Shane Douglas is the surprise. Oh, big deal. It's Shane Douglas again is a surprise, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was just kind of like throwing different things out there and, uh, like thrift store jobber to like swears that he knew it was Joey or something based on some something i don't know but i don't i I, I don't think uh i I thought it was Sir jobber that said it ed said that joey had tweeted earlier in the day his whole schedule for the next like three weeks or four weeks and there was no date for tonight's date and he was like oh or it was the day before or two days yesterday or something like that or not yesterday obviously we're recording this it was just like the gcw dates he had the saturday and sunday yeah Yeah, right. But, but I'm like, I'm like, I think you're overthinking this, bud. <laughs> well, because a lot of guys don't even work on Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of ton of shows on Fridays. So, um, that whole thing though was like a fucking disaster because you know it, it's been booked for a while. You know, I'd say it's been booked for a good two months, and uh. I was going to like the, the air travels all fucked up. So he was going to fly in from Orlando. You know, mm-hmm. he did a show in Jersey in like the middle of the week. He did like a H2O show on like a Monday or Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. And then couldn't get back to Orlando because of how the fucking travel has been all fucked up. So then he tried to exchange my ticket that I got him and then fly out of New Jersey. Yeah. And then just right here, th- there were no flight. There were no flights that he can get on from New Jersey to Cleveland. So he just, thankfully, you know, Manders has recently relocated to New Jersey. So he was able, he rode in with Manders. Just drove in. He just drove in. And, you know, there was like, they weren't arriving and there were until like 3 30 or 4 PM. And there were already a ton of fans in line. Yeah. He came through real late and he was totally covered up. But I mean, that's funny to say, you know, I swear Joey has done that before where he just drove in instead of, he used to flying. drive in all, he used to drive in all the but time. Wasn't there an instance where he was supposed to fly and he was somewhere farther and he said, fuck it and got in a car and drove. I want to say it was for like absolution last year, not last year, but no, he, mi- he missed he that. But there was the, the last gauntlet before this one. We just did. Um, 
we had to postpone doors opening because we were waiting for him to sneak him into the building because there were no back doors in that weird Parma church or whatever that we ran those couple shows. Yeah. But so we like, I sent like all the staff out, like he was texting me and he's like, I'm going to be there in three minutes. So like I sent all the staff out there and I was like, go out there and like create a diversion and like, you know what I mean? Like draw the attention away from the fans. And then like they went out there and did something. And like Joey just like, he had like a mask on and a hoodie on and he jumped out of the car and just ran into the venue. When he came in, I would guess if anyone saw him, they probably thought it was Bandito the way he was like covered up. Cause that's who I thought I was like, Oh, did Bandito finally? Cause I was still waiting for a song. I was like, did he finally get here? And I was like, Oh, no, right. it's Joseph. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a heart. Like uh, it, it was a big kind of clusterfuck, but like I knew like if we can keep him hidden, like it would get, a gigantic fucking reaction. I don't think that there was anyone that really thought it was going to be him. Yeah. I mean, cause what would make you assume, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, it was louder than fuck. I know. Like I said, I know you saw the video. Um, was that, it was, you obviously didn't care that I posted that, huh? You, you reposted it <laughs> after I did. I was like, fuck, I wonder if that was like, oh, I don't care. I mean, I thought that was like, you know, it, it wasn't exposing anything. It's after the fact, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, everyone knows they come through the curtain. It's not like I showed it like the run sheet or anything. I don't know. So like, but after no, the fact, I just get nervous about certain shit. Cause I'm so new. I'm like, wait, fuck. Should I have done that? <laughs> no, I mean, that didn't, that didn't bother me at all. I thought it was a cool little footage, you know, yeah. honestly, like if, if I would, if I had like, half the time like i think about doing shit like that but it's like right when it's happening like when minoru suzuki was getting ready to go out i'll be like i was like fuck where's my ipad it'd be so cool to fucking be videotaping this right now like him getting ready to go out and like there's other times when that's happened and i always just fucking forget uh so i love i like shit like that that's why you know like we've had um adam you know who has been working on the documentary for so long like just shooting around in the locker room and before yeah. that he he would just shoot those backstage candid shots which i love when is you he know? coming out with whatever he's working on i've been he's been doing that forever i can't wait to see some of that shit um so he the last thing he wanted was was a brit baker thing uh-huh. you know he reached out to some of the people in wwe uh but you know I, I don't think they're really allowed to do that you know what i mean like sure. uh so the last thing he really wanted was a, a sit down with brit and they did that at the tadmore shrine when she came in <clears throat> and you know before that you know he got one with gargano he came in and did like you know 3 hours with them in the empty wow. odeon like oh yeah in yeah 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 i remember that it was before like it was before one of the shows but gargano came in and did it and then brit so he says he has like so much he has like a huge like rough cut of like everything you know and it's Hell like yeah. and it's like interesting because it's pre-pandemic and then it's po- like there's a bunch of stuff like with like eddie kingston and you know all mance warner matt justice and all the stuff and now there's post-pandemic stuff with like brit and johnny uh and me and you know a bunch of other people so uh I, you know i hope it turns out great i don't know think of how fun that will be of an event when like that comes out because i'm sure it'll screen somewhere and it'll be like going to a wrestling show but we're gonna go to a movie theater and like watch a movie but it's gonna be everyone from wrestling you know what i mean like it's just gonna be so funny i can't wait for that event like yeah i'm, I'm super sweet. pumped yeah you know it's like his passion project uh, we'll have to do like a red carpet thing or something with all the wrestling you know with all the wrestlers and everybody and you know you guys and all of everybody yeah that'd be i mean that'd be sick i keep ta- I, you know like because i'm like <laughs> me and like dom 
love entourage. So like, there's like a couple famous entourages, like where they go to like these film festivals, you know what I mean? They go to con or they go to, uh, whatever the, I, the fucking, I can't think of the other one. It's, it's con and it's fucking, uh, some other one. I can't remember right now, but like the two big film festivals. It's on the fucking tip of my tongue. Now I I can't think of it. It's like the, the con film festival and the fucking, uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, but like, I, I always like message Adam and be like, Oh, Sundance, Sundance. Sundance. Kind of Sundance. So that's where they take Aquaman, isn't it? Or something like that yeah, for your, no Medellin or they take Medellin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always like, I'm always like, Adam, just let me know when we're going to Sundance, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's great. So they yeah, do. I, I mean, mean, they have shit like that around here. Like there's a Cleveland film festival. And I mean, he can, I'm sure he could get something like that in there. Like, I okay. Yeah, I mean, he's got like you know he sh- he didn't show up with a fucking camcorder. You know what I mean? This dude oh, showed yeah. up with a fucking Hollywood production rigs. Well, that was a couple times I was like, well, wait a minute, that's not like smart, bro. Like, well, they're not filming with that camera. Like, what the fuck is happening? Because some of the first times that I got to do sound was when he was coming around and they he was doing some just B roll shit where he was rolling by like the crowd through the through that net at the time at Hell on Earth at that one big at the sports complex yeah, place. Yeah. There's just a couple things that he was like doing B roll shit, and I was like the fuck is this guy do? like he's definitely not that's definitely not smart mark like what the fuck is happening here and yeah it was like crazy ass film like cameras and shit which you know i'm jumping all over the place but uh that's i did confirm over the weekend we are going back to four sports for hell on earth on black friday this year Ooh. so uh you know they want they want more maybe we'll you know we'll try to mix in a couple <coughs> um throughout 2023 uh but we're definitely going east right yeah, East Lake. Yeah, Mr. Whiskers. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, so so the show overall, you know. Uh, oh, you know what I wanted to say too. Back to the uh to the Shane Douglas thing about, and him saying about, you know, wearing his streak gear. So before they call us, we were waiting to hit the music. I was like looking at the Duke, and I'm like, man, the Duke's all geared up already. I was like, I kind of feel like everybody knows something. Like something's gonna happen because why is Duke wearing his gear? And Shane Douglas like grasped me on the shoulder like grabbed me and looked at me like yeah yeah and like gave me this look like exactly and he goes that's why i'm only wearing street clothes right now i was like oh shit he's like he like gave me this look and i felt like all like vindicated like oh yeah like shane douglas gets it (laughs) oh man i had uh shane douglas is like incredible i got to i i got to talk to him so much friday and then all day saturday at toy hio sure like a fucking just a uh, super well-spoken, intelligent guy. Like, very nice. You know, yeah, very nice guy, man. Right, and you know, it, it just uh, a, a great time with Shane Douglas, and you know, just like, um, you know, it, we've had Shane Douglas a, a ton of times, but you know, when when these older guys really kind of, uh, you could you could tell that they actually have at least a a decent time. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, uh, some, I'm sure they do so many shows that are just like, whatever. And it's like, like when Tommy rich was up there, like you could tell he was loving it like that. You can right. tell when a guy's really like in the fucking zone of it. Yeah. And he, you know, when he said, you know, when he was at the bar or whatever, and he's like, this is what wrestling used to be like, this is great. You know, just sitting around drinking talking about the business. And, uh, you know, Shane sent me something similar on Saturday morning. And he said, it said, uh, good morning, John. Thank you for last night. Always an awesome atmosphere at your shows, both backstage and in the audience. I love and miss that for my early career so much. Um, 
which you know that's just it's a fucking so cool to get that from the franchise Shane Douglas. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. we booked him, you know, probably you know five to ten times or whatever it is at this point. But uh, you know, that's a guy I watched when I was a fucking teenager you know what i mean 14 years old you know like and he's uh, basically telling you he thinks you're doing it the right way in his mind so like yeah like that would be like you're like vindicated almost right yeah no it's all it's awesome so you know i was uh i I was just super pumped really about about everything um my uh yeah so it, it was really just kind of like uh other than you know, the, the Joey stuff, which was dealt with the day before, like it was a pretty and the Kevin Sullivan stuff, which, you know, I, I found, I found out about pretty early on and, you know, we didn't have too much skin in the game on that, you know, because it was really, you know, working with, uh, the ACW promotion, you know? So, um, I wasn't too like stressed out, uh, honestly you know what i mean like i was just i woke up like i woke up and like i did some uh, regular work you know what i mean did some work emails and shit and like yeah you know you just take kinda, off on show days and then just do a little bit like stuff from home like you're saying like emails and whatnot or it's a it depends on what's you know what's going on sometimes i do sometimes i don't yeah. uh but friday I didn't really have too much going on you know, my boss was, was off. So it's just kind of like, you know, make sure the place doesn't burn down a little bit, <laughs> you know, I was like, check sure. some emails and it's shit day before summer vacation type shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I was just kind of chilling out and, uh, I was just like, well, you know, I'm just gonna, I went down to the Odeon, you know, like mid afternoon, like I was just waiting for some sort of something to go wrong. And, you know, like, uh, I had, I had to shoot over to the hotel, uh, cause Bandito was having some trouble checking in, you know, but other than that, you know, it was, it wasn't, uh, really that big of a deal. You know, I just went over there and, you know, he just needed like, a, they just needed a card for incidentals. You know what I mean? Like, and like the, the student that picked them up, obviously, you know, did not have, uh, he's not throwing down his master card for old Bandito. (laughs) Just didn't have, it didn't have, uh, didn't have the uh, enough for the hold, you know what I mean, in the accounts. So, yeah. you know, I I shot over there and I, I took care of that. And then uh, that is tough when you're a teen, like not even teenager, or whatever, younger twenties, start renting hotel, getting like a hotel room. You go somewhere. Oh shit, I didn't know either. I was like twenty five or whatever. You're like, all right, let's go somewhere. You go on vacation. They're like, they put that hold on hold there. Three hundred dollars of this money. You're like, well, I brought. I brought 375 on vacation. What the fuck right. do I do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. You know? So, you know, I, feel I, uh, for, I feel for whatever student that was. <laughs> yeah. So I took care of that. You know, I went and I fucking, you know, grabbed the coffee and, you know, so like just got myself together and I was like, I'll shoot down to the Odeon. And, you know, it was pretty stress-free day, honestly, you know, not, nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, it was like a good, like just everyone was in like a good vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just one of those days where everyone was just kind of lots of like time to just talk to each other before the show and like not a lot of running around. Who else? Uh, Jack Evans was already in town too. So that wasn't like you were waiting around Friday. You already knew he was in Thursday, you know, and, and who else? Bandito. You so, say, yeah, I mean, almost Bandito all got the- it. Yeah. Like, so, uh, cause I was, uh, I was looking in like other shows, like, St. Louis Anarchy was like posting all these flight cancellations and all these other shows are having these flight cancellations. And like Jack Evans landed on Thursday night. 
Yeah, so, like, he I came knew he was from there. like Mexico or sorry, Canada. Mexico Where's he from? City. Mexico, Mexico yeah, City. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, I was a little worried about Bandito, but he was coming from Chicago. You know, he was like oh, training. So at, he was training at Galley for whatever reason on on Thursday night. So like he was coming from Chicago, so I wasn't super worried about that because I knew that there, even if his flight got canceled, there'd be a hundred flights from Chicago. Yeah, um, two different so airports like, you could get at. <laughs> right, you know. So you know, and then there's just filthy, filthy Tom landed at like six fifty in the morning. Fonzie was a surprise. He landed at like six fifty in the morning. So let me ask you this: Did you know that Fonzie was on the after party flyer? And people are like, "Why?" I kept asking me, "Why is Fonzie? Fonzie's here. Why is he on the after party?" I'm like, "I don't fucking I know, man." I did, I did. It's just another one of those kind of red herring things. You know what I mean? Like I was throwing out these little clues to throw people off the scent of Joey Janela. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, and you know, I, I, I didn't say anything to him, but. I wasn't clear with Steve. I wanted it. I didn't want him to say three-way dance or three-way or whatever. I wanted it to be. Yeah. So justice comes out and everyone thinks everyone thinks it's, that's the match and then give it like a minute. And then protovision hits because I know we all discussed that. Right, I was going to say because it was discussed between us and a couple people. And then when he said that dude, Janela like fucking was like, he like grabbed like, grabbed me from behind He's like what the fuck did he just say why did he fucking say that what the fuck why did he say that and i was like me and riley rose are sitting there and i'm like i don't have an answer for you joseph yeah i think maybe it was just one of those things that was lost in translation you know what so, i mean luckily i feel like it was enough it could have been enough of another almost even another red herring or like weirdo throw it off the thing because then we hit fonzie's music and then justice, which technically is two guys. So you could almost even be, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why if you watch the video that I posted, Joey's like, make it awkward, yeah. make it awkward, go real long. And I was like, well, we are, yeah, we, we discussed that already. We knew we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And he goes, now just make it real weird. Really just hold it and hold it and hold it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, then you tell me when. And he finally said, okay, do it. But yeah, I when made he, sure when he said that Joey about I they probably have a bruise on my shoulder from him grabbing me like, what the fuck did he just say? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's my you know, it's my fault that we didn't get. We didn't get clear, you know what I mean? I didn't I didn't make it clear. It's probably a lot of different people to tell. I mean, you have so many things to tell and to talk, you know, and like, you know, fucking I used to be on a walkie talkie and then there's fucking not enough walkie talkies to go around. You know what I mean? And there's that whole fucking nonsense. So. You, you know, need to there's get a lo- your producer headphones back on again, like fucking when we were running lots of calling producer John in the fucking building. Now that Dom ain't got those fucking headphones, I know. On. I gave I gave up the reins when Dom was fucking uh, doing back it. on, <laughs> crack that whip. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to get back. I'm gonna have to get back on a fucking headset. I think for absolution uh, at least. But uh, I made sure to go. You know, because sometimes you know I get pulled into a conversation or, or whatever, and sometimes I miss something or whatever and uh i wanted to grab a drink and i knew like the scramble ended or whatever and i was like i'm running i'm running to that fucking crow's nest and right by gorilla or whatever Mm -hmm. you know that and i was like i'm running right there and i want to i want to feel this if you you ever if you're in the crowd listening if you're looking at the stage where the w is right above the w if you ever see people's heads popping over the curtain there's like a dj stand for the stage that where a side like where it runs sound sometimes from the side that's where 
some of the wrestlers stand. If you ever see somebody's, because from the seats, if you look at it, you just see people's head pop up and you're like, what the fuck are they sitting at? Like, it looks really weird because you can just see the heads and necks of people. It's funny. Yeah, but it's yeah, like we're filthy, we're filthy Tom stripped or whatever that one time. Yeah. Yep. So I made sure to run over there because I wanted to, you know, it's I wanted a great to fucking, view. and I just wanted to feel it. And like, it was just like, you know, just one of those things where it was like, fuck yeah, we, we were able to do it again. You know, like, and the thing is, is like, we could have advertised Joey Janela. We could have sold fucking 200 more tickets, you know, but I didn't want that. I wanted that fucking, I love like that moment. You know what I mean? I'll sacrifice the fucking tickets or whatever for like that energy that comes from these big surprises you know what i mean like i just think and i just think it makes aw what it is you know what i mean like sometimes you're you're not always going to get that but there's that like little sense of like well you never know well right like say if we have like just as a blank number here say you have aiw has 15 shows a year i would say out of those 15 shows every year there's like three or four times where somebody big just shows up out of nowhere unannounced a huge moment happens with a guest that you if you're not there you are like god damn it and you right. do that a lot out of spite like if something's selling low or just for whatever reason you i do do it out of spite known that for shit like that to just have these surprises like i learned that early on as a fan that i feel like you just you can't miss shows because if you do, then something crazy is going to happen. And it's, I don't know, like it just happens like that at AW with the fucking, the one time you miss that music's going to hit. Like, you know, I mean, there was a couple people that were like, do you fucking know how many more tickets you sold? If you would have said Britt Baker's going to be there and blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but you know what, man? Like that's what makes wrestling sweet as fuck. Like that's that one thing about wrestling that you always have, no matter what that surprise, that element of like, holy shit, like, thank God we're fucking here for this or we're watching it live, especially back in the day when shit was, you know, pay-per-view and live and all that. Right. Like, there was the you, gif and all that and yada, yada. And, the, and, you know, that's what I always think back to is, like, my time as a fan, right? Like, what what are the greatest moments, you know, when yep. somebody was jumping from WCW to, to Raw or vice versa or, you know, ECW was always good for doing something like on a pay-per-view or something like that where there'd be a big surprise. Yeah. You know, or even, like, even in modern day, you know, like, look at some of those early... AEW pay-per-views, you know, where Mox just shows up out of nowhere, you know, even recently, you know, Brian Danielson and, you know, Adam Cole, you know what I mean? Like, that's the stuff people remember, you know, like I could have said, oh, we're going to do this match and it would have been just a great of a match. But like people wouldn't I I don't think people would have been losing their shit as much. You know what I mean? Like because, dude, once he comes out, like people are just like bonkers, like the whole fucking time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I've I've watched my own videos several times. I mean, I love, you know, I watch my own shit all the time, but it was it was a very loud as people. Very there was people loud before as it, when it's quiet and it's all dark. You hear people yelling. What the fuck? You know, you hear people wait and wait and wait. And then his music hits and his protovision is a pretty recognizable song. So that first one is like at the beginning. You can audibly hear people in the in my video go holy fucking shit or like no way yeah, yeah. Like, then a couple a couple people a couple people got it like instantly and then in the, especially in the video the lights because the lights are all cool at the audience that's what hits. that's what that's what makes your video i think is like it's all dark and then like it hits and then the odian lights hit and you could see him in the 
and backstage you know what yep. i mean oh yeah and it was like, it was a great video i, I thought it was really sweet the way like just with the lights and shit and then when he goes through that curtain you can hear it. people lose their shit and by the end of it before he walks to the shit to the stage the fucking whole place is chanting joey like that is a bit it was a big fucking pop that was it was yeah it was fucking i mean sweet i was uh you know that was obviously the big fucking you know like i knew that that was going to be the thing for the show you know what i mean there's a lot of good stuff on the show but that was like the cherry on top so to speak and i think the way it was too like justice versus bishop those two have like fucking murdered each other and they've had some incredible matches so the, the he comes out and you're like okay this makes perfect sense to so pick your poison like justice and bishop have went to war if anyone could fucking beat bishop it's justice and then you're waiting you're waiting and then a janella music hits and you're like holy shit and then you just think to back and i mean like i don't know like there's been some wars at the rap shows in that building. And it's just a three way between them is just, I mean, everybody knows Joey's fucking insane. If any, if anyone's as insane as Matt justice and Josh Bishop, I would put Joey Janela up on that list of shit. I mean, what the one bump he took to the, the, the ladder or whatever was fucking disgusting or no, the, uh, the, the, the beat, you know, the, Oh, the, the guardrail. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guardrail, dude, it was fucking gross. And, you know, I think Joey, um, you could say a, a million different things about Joey, but uh, one thing he is is like he's very loyal. And we were booking him before he really fucking blew up, blew up, you know, when he was just mm-hmm. kind of on the ascension. And, you know, uh, we did a surprise with him, you know, right after he did went off the roof with Zandig or whatever, he was hurt and we brought him back as a surprise and he got a huge pop. And like, you know, from that moment on, he's been a made man. Uh, the thing is, is Joey wanted to do it. You know, he asked, you know, he, he wanted to come back to AIW. It's one of his, you know, I, I guess he would maybe consider it his Midwest home or something like that. You know, it's certainly his home in the state of Ohio. Aside from GCW, I would have to say that that's one of the places, you know, especially before AEW, Joey was at AEW or, or AIW all the time. I mean, that was, yeah, right. I mean, he was, he was a, like an every show guy. For a while there, Penelope so, was working with him. I mean, you guys got her. He got her work. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy he was on tons of shows. Yeah. So you know, it was. Uh, I think it was one of those super cool moments. Um, and like I said, you know, he wanted to do it. He wants to do more. You know, he was already saying, you know, like I want more dates in the fall. Um, you know, because the schedule is obviously pretty booked up solid here through the summer, but he's like, I want to come back in the fall. I want to, you know, I want to keep doing stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I thought it was just a, a great, great moment. Yeah. He's a fun guy too, or like around and backstage. And I didn't get to hang with him too much at the after party this time, but I have in the past and he's always fun. Yeah. He's in, you know, he's, he's great. And like, he, he's not like wild and crazy. Like a lot of people think, but he's like a good, like dude to be around and talk and like, you know, like uh, talk to business and talk what's going on and, you know, like just super aware of like everything that's happening in the industry and like uh, a great guy to kind of just like, you know, have that, you know, as crazy as it sounds like that almost like intellectual conversation about this, you know, uh, the, the industry as a whole and, you know, all this, you know, he knows like everything that's going on everywhere about yeah. everything. I mean, you have to think there isn't much that he hasn't seen in the indies in the last how long, how many years with all the shit GCW is doing and all the big shows he did under his name with the spring break shit. And then going to AEW and seeing all that, like he's 
been around everywhere and seen a lot of shit. He's definitely somebody, you know, I don't know. I would, I listen when he says shit. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that was great. Um, the rest of the show, I want to, you know, I, I want to make a point before we even stop talking about the show, but I really wanted to open with Jocelyn and Katie. I thought that that was going to be the perfect way to set the precedent for the, for the show. Because I think like some people, you know, obviously there are people that were never at a rap show before. There were some people that kind of knew what was going on. You know, yeah. like I said, a lot of our hardcore fans were at the Justin Doan wedding and all this other stuff. It so was I wanted said that there's no rules, but like you had to really make sure there's a match to put it over that anything fucking goes. <laughs> and like, I thought that they were the perfect match to go out there and do that, you know, yeah. because it's just always like, you know, like it's going to come off sexist or something like that, but it's always, I think comes off a little bit more unsettling when like the girls are just going so hard, you know, and like they establish it with like a fucking plastic bag spot, like right off the rip. So and yeah. How happy was that? Like that, that had to be a tribute to bigots, right? Like, I, I'm, no, I'm I had no idea. Like, I had oh, no you didn't idea. know. No, they just did that on their own. You so know? yeah. So she comes up to me, Josh goes, um, so she goes, okay, so because everyone always that it's so funny. The run sheet has been the same forever. And I like I said, I'm new to this shit, but it's always been whoever's on the sheet, whatever. They, that's how the entrants are, whoever goes first. So she goes, Oh, who's going first? I'm like, Oh, it's you know, Katie first in the sheets, and then you'll go. She goes, Okay, so I'm not gonna come through the curtains, I'm gonna come through the crowd. I'm gonna put a plastic bag over her head. And I was like, I looked back and I was like, Word, like, oh yeah, like you're like you're gonna bag her, like for real, like first for, right out the gate, like not no fucking like biggins is loving this shit. But I was like, okay, okay. And then she walked away and I'm like thinking to myself, like, that's how you start the rap show with a fucking yeah, bagum yeah. spot. Like <laughs> that was all them. You know, I had no input on that, but um I thought they went above and beyond expectations there. And that feud has been boiling too, which I think has been, a, that was a, yeah, it was a great, that was a great starter for, you know, for what those two have been doing in the last couple of shows, last couple of matches. Yeah. So I was, I was really happy. I mean, you know, they, they both took some pretty wild bumps. Uh, you know, uh, the, there was like, uh, I think like a power bomb from Jocelyn, uh, like Katie went through some chairs and I think, you know, uh, Katie gave it back. Off the second rope, I think yeah. it was. And then Katie, I think, gave it back brutal. with like a like a superplex or something. I know a bunch of chairs and they had kendo sticks and all kinds of stuff. Uh, thought it was great. What did you think? So, okay, so <laughs> speaking of crazy bumps, what did you think of the fucking moonsault off the balcony? <laughs> was that discussed with you or you asked if they could go off the balcony? Not as high, obviously, as the first time, but holy shit, that was wild, huh? <laughs> so, like, Jack Evans got there, like, really early and, like, he was, like, eyeing up the balcony and he said to something to somebody like like i think like he's talking to Derek or somebody he's like would you catch me if i jump out of that and he's like he's like has anyone ever done anything out of that and they're like well yeah they did a dvd and like he has to see the video and like he watched the video and he's like that's the fucking craziest thing i've ever seen in my life so, so i think he, after he saw that video he was like i'm for sure doing it i'm shocked that he didn't go and investigate it because i I met Jeff, Mr. I knew Mr. Evans was in town earlier. Him and I uh, were together earlier in the evening, but he, I had said, he said, Oh, how's the venue? And I said, Oh, it's pretty cool. I, I said, uh, The last rap show, two guys went off this bed, did a DVD off this balcony. He said, Oh, no shit. Really? There's a balcony there. I said, Yeah, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. He's like, Oh, no shit. Okay. And it's just kind of like, Okay. Like, and we kind of went on about our conversation, but. 
he he like he showed was, up <laughs> like he showed up like looking for the balcony. Yeah, yeah, and, that was my bad. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> you know, I don't think he looked like I don't think he he didn't like. So I thought maybe he was going to go off the railing, right? Yeah. And there's all these pipes hanging down, so we put some pipe and drape up there, mm-hmm. and the commentators were going to be in there, but we had like a, like a different. IWTV crew so like he moved them over a little bit so there's pipe and drape right there and like right before he went out I was like Jack go to that pipe and drape if you're really going to do this because there's nothing hanging down right there you know it's like dead center and he's like oh okay you know like because I thought he was going to try to go off the railing and like I I put a chair there and all kinds of shit like I didn't know what this guy was going to do don't do it Yeah, you know, I was like, was I had like, I had like Riley Rose hidden up there. I was like, I don't know if this guy's gonna need help, like getting up on this. Ro- I don't know what he's gonna do. Just be available, you know? Yeah, what I like mean? a like, hand to get up or something. Yeah, right. Like I didn't know what the fuck was gonna go on, but uh, that match was fucking crazy too. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, Mikey Montgomery, crazy Shelton Benjamin, fucking run up, fucking thing. Yeah, uh, that was wild. Bandito had a fucking crazy dive. I mean, there was all uh, kinds of fucking crazy. What was crazy the spot shit. he did? Um, he did like that fucking re- he did that fucking German suplex through the chair thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like a reverse where he goes up over him and then then goes back German through the other way. Like that was fucking wild. Um, I liked seeing Derek Stylin there <coughs> with all the other high flyer. Excuse me, with all the other high flyer guys, and then Derek Style mixed in like. There was a couple spots where they were doing some shit, and he was like, nope, and just picks him up and just fucking German the shit out of him. Like, you're not fucking jumping around, motherfucker. Like, I just like yeah. that. And Derek Chase, was, but Sting was really sick. And Derek was originally off because Ziggy wasn't available, and, like, I liked that that presentation of them together, so Derek was off. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Chase, he, had, he did a show the week, you know, the weekend before, and he thought he hurt himself and he went and saw a doctor, you know, that day and was like, you know, hey, you should probably take a few weeks off. And, the, you know, it could be this. It could be that, you know, yeah, uh, it could make it worse. Go, obviously, he has to go and see like an orthopedic or something, you know, so he was just like, hey, like, if you really want me to do it, I'll do it. But I probably shouldn't do it. I really want to do it. Like he really wanted to wrestle those guys and. I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put Derek in there. How often do you get put in that position? And when you do, does it, is that kind of suck? Because you have to be like the guy to, you know what I mean? Like say no. Like he even said, like, you know, I want. He know he wants to because he know he wants to wrestle Jack Evans and M Dog for sure. Um, you know, those are big names. He's probably wanted to cross off his list. Um, I mean, sometimes it, you, you know what I mean. Sometimes it's like, yeah, okay, if you feel you can go for it, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. but. You know, he does have a little bit of a history of some injuries, you know, so it's like, hey, like, let's, you know, it's an easy fix. You know what I mean? No big deal. Yeah. And certainly M-Dog can come back. That's something you can do again, obviously, probably. Right. Chasing M-Dog. Jack Evans might be a little more tough, but, you know. Yeah, you know, I know that he got hurt at GCW the next day. I hope it's nothing <laughs> crazy. see that? It, from what I read, it said he was okay. Um that was fucking wild. Yeah, did you see that? Because I gave I gave Jack Evans a couple more date skis as soon as I saw that fucking but before he fucking landed from that fucking balcony. I was like, hey, because he had like an agent with him. And I was like, hey, how about these? <laughs> what's the story on these dates? Me and this fucking agent, man, and it's so funny too because his Boston accent. Yeah. He kept trying to like send me the music file, but it just wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. He was using all these different 
we transfer and all this other shit. And he's like, and he was getting all frustrated. And then see, so they hear him getting frustrated in the Boston accent. I'm like, I'm like, try not to laugh because you don't want to somebody to think you're laughing like at them. You know what I mean? But just the situation was just so funny because it was just such stereotypical motherfucking god. Damn it! Yeah, He's yeah, saying yeah. like the Boston egg. I'm like cracking up, like trying not to laugh. Like, yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of like other stuff. Like Broner and Manders was like a fucking war. Yeah, to come back from the from what happened at Gauntlet to get that payoff it was nice. Um, and you know, was a fucking. I I don't think people saw the PB turn coming. You know, out of that, you know, another kind of one of those red herring things that we set up to where I wanted people to think, you know, we're going a while with Manders and Broner, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a way to kind of, it was a way to create this new story out of, out of really nothing, you know, uh, Casey and Dom, you know, went more in on that. Casey got fucking crazy color, like unreal color. I saw that from the one side because, you know, it's hard to see shit from the monitor. I try to bring a nice big TV, but it's still kind of difficult. But I, at one point I was like, holy shit. Like, look at his fucking face like that. Homie is leaking. <laughs> it right. was bad. And, you know, there's obviously more to more to go uh, with, with that old thing. Bulking season becomes number one contenders. That, yeah, Speaking dude, of bleeding. The picture, the picture of Philadelphia holding Artie in that choke with his with that look on his face was the greatest photo I've ever seen. Like, it was I mean, so great match. Like, shout out to Chuck Stone. He went fucking coast to coast at the end there. Like, oh yeah, like, he told match. me like he told me he wanted to do it, and I'm like, dude, like I understand you've done it at training, but like you're about to be in a fucking it's like 90 degrees outside. There's gonna be people in here. You're, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be you know. And that air gets thick when you're fucking wrestling in that in that building like that. And oh yeah, he fucking pulled it off, man. But I mean, great match. I like, love Chuck. Uh, Chuck is like, uh, you know, no offense to Arthur MacArthur, but man, I love Artie Mac. Chuck yeah, Stone Chuck. is Chuck Stone is like a fucking a next level like superstar. Like he's just so good, you know. Like he's just one of those guys that he could be. He could become whatever he wants to in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like he's just naturally athletic, like a cool dude, you know, yeah, very lovable, nice guy, especially like after party and everything. Just a very, very humble guy. Oh, thanks, man. Always comes over, tells me thanks and everything. And I'm like, press the button, dude. (laughs) It's always a trip when people come over and do that at the end. Cause that's like a wrestling thing, right? With like the handshake and everyone and telling, yeah, I'm like brand new. So people come up to me like I've been there the whole time, and I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I pressed play. Like <laughs> We had Filthy, Kaplan, Jackson Stone, and Swan Tucker. I mean, another just fucking wild big guy fucking fight each other. Kaplan called out Tim Donst at the end. Which um, I think is going to be fucking incredible. I think that match is going to be sweet. Um, <laughs> you know, finally that- getting that win on Tom, you know, and now he's just going to go and like, I, don't, I just think that's a great match. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, the we wanted to go all the way with with Kaplan and Tom to Absolution, and uh, you know, Tom got the G one offer, you know, like a week or two ago, and yeah, uh, you know, we had to, we had to pivot a little bit, but I mean, you know, that's like a once in a lifetime, well, hopefully multiple times in a lifetime for Tom, but you know, like he could your first time is a once in a lifetime, right, right, you know, so I was like, you know, what can I do here, you know, because. Now, you know, you know uh, two of these matches that we 
were kind of on the fucking whiteboard for the last few months, you know what I mean? Are off the table now, Yeah, you know? So it's like, let's, let's do a little pivot. And, um, I, I talked to Donst and, uh, you know, we worked out a deal, you know, he's coming back. He's coming back for the big show, fucking Goldberg style. You know what I mean? Getting that, <laughs> Timmy absolution, <laughs> getting that absolution payoff, you know, yeah. uh, coming in. Uh, so yeah, you know, I thought, I thought the show was, was good. You know, we, we were able to kind of build a few things, um, you know, uh, obviously more to come, but, uh, you know, based on the way the show ended, you can, you, you can assume where we're going here with, uh, Derek and Josh Bishop. Um, you know, that seems to be the, uh, next, that seems to be the, uh, next uh reasonable solution of, of of guys to uh to face off so um you know i wasn't sure how i was going to even announce it but you know uh, i might as well just announce it matt cardona is going to relinquish the titles at absolution kind of uh, hinted a little bit earlier you said he will be there so i mean that's yeah. that will be his role. i mean you know we he's were gonna, i mean what he's out for what like eight months or something i mean it's a yeah, serious thinks, surgery right he thinks three you know <laughs> He thinks th- he's taking he bookings in threes. September. He's taking bookings in September already. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. See, the but, thing is, though, you fuck that up again. That's fucking pain, right. dude. Like, ah, you gonna fucking be easy on that shit. So he is gonna relinquish the belts, and uh, I think the best solution is to uh, have, you know, Bishop and Derek were the last two in the gauntlet, uh, so they will fight for the vacant titles. I also feel like. If anybody, you know, there was a lot, there's a couple heads in the race of who was, you know, kind of would be that number one contender behind Josh or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think Derek has really been coming on very strong in the last year or so of AIW. I, I you can't. know, he's always, he's always very close to winning the big one, you know? Yeah. I mean? if, if you really look back uh, since the pandemic, uh, he's always kind of right there to win the big one. Uh, right. So, right. you know. He's, I think it's, you know, I think this is the best possible solution that we can come up with. Um, and we're going to see what happens. You know, I think, I hope, you know, uh, two homegrown talents, you know, fighting for the belts uh, in the main event of Absolution. I hope that the people are with that. And, right, because uh, I was going to say, I feel like there was a lot of people. I think there's two sides of the Cardona coin. There's a lot of people who come out. Cardona draws like fucking crazy. He does. There's a lot of people who enjoy him slash hate him, whatever they come and buy a ticket. The other side of that coin is there are some people who don't really like Matt Cardona. They're kind of over it. They're kind of like, whatever this fucking guy, like, you know, it is what it is. It's just part of wrestling. There's going to be some people who don't love what you do. You know what I mean? It is what it is. (laughs) But so here for these people, you know, for the people that were kind of maybe had enough of Cardona or whatever, like you said, you got two homegrown AIW guys are about to go to fucking war in the main event of Absolution. You know, what I mean, that's going to be, and I think you know, fucking war. I think it was pretty apparent. You know, the story was built over a year. What the outcome was more than likely going to be, but now you know what I mean. Like, uh, there's a few different directions we can go. Right, you know, like you don't have to be married to that to that plan that was that was built in place, uh, which is what I find most interesting about this, you know, opportunity here to kind of 
rewrite the story of what was going to happen or where we were going. Um, did, I think did you that plan a, that pun with the different directions of Derek direction, Derek, the director. I did Derek not. But, you know, <laughs> we can go in a couple directions there, right? <laughs> that's why you're the substitute teacher, hey. substitute moderator. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I just, uh, I, I'm welcoming the opportunity, I guess, to kind of, you know, start over here and, you know, figure out a new plan. I think this was, you know, the best plan, obviously, you know, you, we could have did any number of different things, you know, with a, a four way or something, but I think, you know, these two are, are the best option to close the show. Um, I think there's a lot of kind of meat on the bone there as far as uh, where we can go and what we can do with it. So, I mean, that's, that's where we're going, you know? Uh, I love it. We were, the, the mind was half made up, but, uh, you know, we, and we wanted to kind of close the show and, and, and leave it like that just in case. And uh, I just kind of <laughs> made my decision uh, right here on the podcast. That it's, that's the way it's going to it's going to go. We do so, it in AIW. <laughs> if it's not at the know, bar, it's on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty I mean, I was pretty mind made up on it, but we obviously hadn't totally locked it, locked it in, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. hey, man, it's we got a month to go. Let's fucking lock it in and let's just go for it and see what happens. So, Hell yeah. um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Who am I root for? Those are two of my guys, Josh and Derek, both, man. I don't know. What uh, there is. That. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen, but, uh, we have been approached about doing maybe like an absolution pre-party slash like press conference where we just like drink and like do interviews at a bar, you know what I mean? Ooh. And like do promotional shit and like, you know, some sort of like all you can drink ticket or something. I mean, I have to iron out the details, but uh, it's possible that that could happen between now and absolution. <laughs> it's possible it might fall apart, but huh. uh, um, you know, we were approached. We were approached by a by a bar that wanted to do like AIW absolution press conference event thing, and I said, well, you know, why don't we just make it a party? Yeah, uh, and you know, we can get some mics in there and do some shit. I was going to say, yeah, you wouldn't have to make it officially press conference per se, but yeah, if you got some mics so you could get every, you know, people on either side or whatever of the stage or whatever, maybe they have there per se and kind of, you know, do a little, so we could work something that could be pretty fun. You could even maybe work some angles, you right. know, right before right the show starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. So fuck. I'm going to try to iron that out and see That'd if we can sweet. make that happen this week. Um, we got questions in the discord. Yeah. Yeah. We got a couple questions. I, I shot it out there for anyone. If they wanted to uh, ask me anything, I know I'm kind of new around here. I don't know if everyone uh, knows who I am. Uh, Scott random thought I was like a totally different person apparently before he saw a picture of me. Um, but, uh, Ed, Ed Battis asked, um, how, how excited I was to hit Joey's theme music for the first time. Um, so there's a lot of people know I was a pretty, I was a pretty big Joey Janela fan. Still am. So yeah, that was there's there's been a lot of pretty sweet uh music I've got to hit, but Joey was one I didn't know if I'd ever, you know, with TV and GCW and he's he's booked at every indie all over the fucking, you know, so I didn't know if he was ever coming back. So that was pretty sweet. Um Scott Random or no wait, excuse me, yeah. Scott Random wanted to know if you would reveal the original plan, like plan A for AIW gangsta made me do it like is was there another way the pick your poison was going to go but you kind of already said that that the janelle thing was locked in for kind of a while like that was yeah that wasn't I mean, really a workaround at all 
it was supposed to be Janela versus Bishop in the main event, and or no, it was supposed to be Janela versus Bishop in the middle of the card, and then close the show with Cardona versus Justice. Okay. So okay. that was really so yeah. So if he wasn't hurt, yeah, Cardona would have wrestled. Jo- okay. So, so then no, there would just, have been a bishop, like he would have picked his poison against. Right, Cardona that would have been. Bishop would have picked Justice, and Cardona would have picked Joey, and you know, like uh, the idea is, is you know, obviously Bishop Justice is Bishop's greatest rival, right? And then yeah, Card- Cardona and Janela went to war and the Hammerstein and all that shit. You know, that would have kind of been the story of, you know, the crossing of the of no the paths. Course. Gotcha. Um, a Rose uh, wants to know if I had an entrance theme for AIW, what it what would it be like? I guess that's like how on Raw, like when all the people, like when Jim Ross comes out, they play his song, and like all the other guys, they oh, like if you song. had your own song, what would you? Yeah, come out yeah, I guess. Um, probably like Slayer or some sort of uh, Three Six Mafia. I'm sure probably. Some sort of three oh, yeah. six mafia song. Hit a motherfucker, probably. <laughs> I my like first, to play that. On the my first ma- my first match in a in a ring when I was fifteen. I came out to tear the club up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> three six mafia when I was fifteen. I'm, I feel pretty confident that any three six mafia like beginning of their song it would work for like an entrance where it's like enough of a like a bit of music and then there's like a break where you can come out through the curtain and, like the song starts up. Like you can pretty much just pick one and it works. Um. Okay. Um, question for AW Wrestling. I'm assuming that's just out to you and whoever, John. Yeah. Uh, have you ever considered doing like a special outing for the Patreon folk? A-, a Rose wants to know, like maybe like a celebrity bartending night, like with the roster and stuff. Um, well, uh, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards with this, uh, maybe absolution party. It wouldn't be just for Patreon, but like more like a fan gathering. You know, obviously that's always thrown out there for the after parties. You know what I mean? That's always available for everybody to kind of mingle and hang out. Not yeah. everyone does it, which before I forget, you know, shout out to uh, Jay gold who oh, yeah. like went big at the, at the dive bar with the, with the booth. And, uh, I think went through five or six bottles of, uh, vodka. There was a lot of 50 and cent Sc- vodka drink. <laughs> yeah. Effing. And then, uh, you know, also shout out to Scott random who, you know, he had his own com- like booth. They that were was, like adjacent. They were going- yeah, they were going like, oh, you got a bottle. I'm getting it. Like, they were going back yeah, to back on bottles. It was fucking tight. <laughs> it was like a bottle battle. You know, he, yeah. like, Jay Gold had uh, Effin and uh, Scott Random had Haku uh, flavor, Ooh. like vodka, which I never heard of before, but he only okay. got because it was named Haku. Uh, and it was funny. It was like they were like going back and forth. And it's like, you know, I know some people don't like the dive bar, but like, it was. It was like pretty much just us in there, you know, yeah. for, for a lot of it. And it was just like, it's so funny to ha- see, like, I, I guess the uh, walks of life that are pro wrestlers and mm-hmm. pro wrestling adjacent people just, just in mixing. this club, yeah. just mixing in this club. And then you have like, you know, these two fans who are like just going crazy with the bottle <laughs> service and like the regular people are just like looking on with just disgust and like curiosity <laughs> is like what the who the fuck are these people and then we're we also were in there with Na- basketball jerseys too <laughs> and backwards hats and we're also in there with nathan zagura of the browns yes. who's like being treated like a legit celebrity oh, i loved it that's my guy dude love it shouts to nathan zagura for sure love that dude 
it's just, it was just like it's such a weird scene. That's why I like I and you know, like we said last week, dive bar like they went they lowered all these prices for us and made all these specials and shit, you know. So I mean, yeah. I think it's just funny. It, it's it's funny to be in that atmosphere with like all of you know what I mean. Like it's just I know like you didn't. I don't know if you ever even went before, but I know you're in there and it was pretty like I I think it's like people have a preconceived notion of what it's like, but when it's just all the AW people in there, it's, you know what I mean? You make it what you want to make it. So I think the problem was one of the very first ones we ever did there was like in the heat of just coming out of pandemic a. So a lot of people were going out downtown clubbing shit. It was like the end of the summer. Like it was right in a time where dive bar, like it was just very crowded with just regular downtown people. It was very hard to get a drink. It just, the very first time, like I said, I've been a, I've been known to say I'm uh, not a big fan of that place, but I had a fucking blast this time because, yeah, everywhere essentially is kind of what you make of it. And this time it was so much easier to make it just an AIW party because there was just so many of us, uh, you know, and everyone was just having a great time. Right. I mean, it's I, you know, if we always whenever they want to do it, go in there and take it over. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone who if you have any qualms, about like, I don't know if I want to go there. Like it was I liked it. It wasn't like cramped. Like it's a bigger room. There's room for everybody. There's tables. There's places to stand. The fucking AC was kicking. Um, the music didn't suck really. You know, like it was fine. Like I had, a, I had a good time. And if everyone goes, if, if it's just the same people that are at the Odeon, we just crowded over there. It's going to be fun. You know what I mean? Like you said, right. everything is kind of what you make of it. So, right. I mean, you know, I'm sure like, you know, even like the good company parties, like it was just like a restaurant, you know what I mean? And then we take it over and then the restaurant people left. You, you know yeah, what I mean? that like, was just so much easier to take over because there wasn't as loud a music and just other patrons. A good company was easy to just kind of take over. But well, I mean, because we kind of forced the patrons out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yes. Which is almost seemingly what's happening at Dive Bar now. Um, But that, you know what? That is kind of a sick idea. What about like. For like a weekend like Jaylet, where we do a Friday and a Saturday night, what about a Thursday night you announced you only put out on the Patreon, hey, we're going to go to this bar and be doing like karaoke and like, yeah, maybe we talk to them, letting some of the wrestlers get behind the bar to do drinks and stuff like that, like serve serve drinks. Like that would be pretty sick for like a Thursday night of a Jaylet weekend. Obviously, yeah, I don't know if we can do it this, this year because it's so close or maybe even still, but... That would be kind of cool for because people come in from out of town from Jayla. You know, I mean, some people get here on Thursday. You know, that'd be kind of cool. And we, to, are, and we are still working on a hotel partner for Jayla. We have uh, a few people working on that, trying to lock something in for everybody to go. Um, well, if it's anywhere near my neck of the woods, I got a bar or two. I could try and put something together. We can at least get like, I bet they'd at least let me bring my PA and stuff to do karaoke or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, filthy yeah, yeah. time loves doing. No, he won't be there Aren't, for Jaylen. Will he? He loves uh, He's figuring like, out what it's figuring out when he gets back from the G one. But yeah, you know, even you know, like Steve Guy works at the Flatiron. You know what I mean? There's places even down around downtown and shit. You know that we yeah. can maybe figure something out. But yeah, I mean, I'd be That'd down be for doing something like that. What else? Would um, we Okay, A Rose also wants to know if you were on the show Family Feud and you had to pick from the AIW roster for like your teammates, let's go run them down like pick top number one draft pick down to five. Oh, um, I would, I would go Duke probably number one because he's just super knowledgeable about everything, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Number one draft pick to Duke. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Then respectable uh, pick. Respectable pick. I w- I would go Wadsworth after that because okay. he is also like super knowledgeable of of many things. Yeah, trivia type, just knowing things. You're like, yep. Uh, then uh, I'd probably go Dom. Okay, the Bone Collector, another guy who I, me and Tom, I think everybody yeah, knows he's, pretty he's, good he's, friends. He's, he's got you know he's got a he's got a pretty good base of of knowledge of all sorts of shit. Um, he's he's like a good guy to bounce shit off too. Like me and him do the card shit a lot, and he's like helps me with the card. He's a, he's a very good guy to like. Hey, I'm gonna think about doing this. Like, what do you think about it? Like, especially you said like he does a lot of the like cards, like starts the card for you to get the brain working. Like, he's a good guy. He's a right. very good idea guy to bounce shit off of. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, definitely not Arthur MacArthur. He's <laughs> uh, Rip City Firms is Mike Trump about to ask that his question was uh, has Artie McCarty start, stopped bleeding yet <laughs> I don't know I was trying to hang out I was trying to hang out with him on uh, on uh, Saturday and Sunday and uh, to no to no avail uh, Artie go- answered as of today at 1223 no he has not so as of today at 1223 he has not stopped bleeding <laughs> I think I would go Filthy Tom also on okay, my uh, fourth pick Filthy Tom little, closing th- it out with Throw a little, uh, or does that count? You only get to pick four because you're also on the team. Is that how it works? Or is there six of them? I think there's six. Yeah, I'm trying to think who, 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 who can the anchor be? Um, hmm, Pedro. Oh, Pedro, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, Pedro anchoring it out. So, mainly, you know, uh, office type people. I was gonna say, yeah, Duke, 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 and the. Duke, Dom, and Filthy Tom as the as the roster. There we go. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. A one one last one from A Rose. He says, "If if a newer wrestling student asked you for like three or four wrestlers to study, who would you tell them to watch? Whom would you tell them to watch?" It's kind of a trick question because it would really depend on a lot of different things. Yeah. Right. It's kind of more so what your your body type is, your style, body your type, athletic right. style, like what you're able to do. Right, like you have to see what they has can all do. types, you know. Right, you have to see what they can do, and then what their body type is, and how they move, and then you kind of say, "Hey, watch this person or watch that person." You know what I mean? Um, a little hard to do blind, right? Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, it's a, it, it's it's really hard to do blind. I tell everybody to watch uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko, two out of three falls <laughs> from the ECW, and then we go from there. <laughs> start there. That's where you start. Yeah. I mean, then we figure it out from there. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, one last one from Scott Random. Uh, he wants to know, since Broner has faced three members of SGC already in 2022, are there any other plans to face the other half? Um, so that would I mean what? I'm, He's got Mander so far. He faced... Um, who else did he have? Uh, yeah, I don't know who, who else he wrestled. In SGC. Oh, Kingston. But he didn't but wrestle. Kingston's like not really in there. Yeah. So I anymore. Guess but I mean, when they've he was the one who just, came up I with the name. Means, I thought. I guess he means Justice and Mance. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's anything is possible. I mean, I don't really have a lot of like long term. Like, oh, we got to get to this match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's more just. I don't know. A, a, 
what happens. You know what I mean? Like just kind of sure. go with the go with the flow sort of booking. Because that's <laughs> kind of a guy that's came out of nowhere too. Like I I've always been, I've been a big fan of him since I first saw him. But Broner is like a guy that's came out of nowhere really in AIW. That's just kind of been like just rising very fast. Like yeah, it's yeah, almost he like how do you have a pro- a plan? He's he's been it's been so new and so fast that it's like how do you, you know what I mean? Right. I mean he was the plan was is we were gonna put him on Winchester shows, <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the plan. <laughs> and he just connected. He's, you know, he's a supernova, you know, he's just like, so, you know, then he's on regular shows, you know, and then, you know, it, it's just, it's a, it's a work in progress. Right. I guess. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for the page or the, excuse me, the, yeah, the Patreon discord questions. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? You want to, you want to hard sell? What do we got coming up next? Um, Winchester, uh, I believe. Let's, pick, let's pack up that Winchester. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 150 tickets. I think we, we made available. Let's sell those, you know, shark boys in the house. I was going to say, it, it's another show where a, Win- a Winchester show where it's like, you never know who could be there. Whatever could have, what could happen? <coughs> shit, crazy right. shit goes on at those Thursday night shows. Yeah. You never know. And, uh, if you want to go to absolution, too. I, if you want to go to absolution, I suggest you buy a ticket. Cause that is like selling like crazy. Oh yeah, I mean with the Gargano meet and greet thing, people are not being Akron is a big they're a big meet and greet town. Like they pack it when there's someone they want to see that place, they pack it. So yeah, I wouldn't sleep on getting your tickets for absolution. But that Thursday night show, like I said, man, that is those are a good fucking time. I have a lot of fun at those Thursday night shows, man. Yeah, they're like they're different. They're like a different vibe. I, I really like them. Um yeah, I mean the Gargano thing though, like I mean, I would have to look officially, but like we probably sold, not even an exaggeration, 250 tickets the day sure. that it was announced. Wow. Like, it's, it's People crazy. People love Johnny Wrestling, dude, and he hasn't been around in how long? I mean, right. and you you teased it. Well, like, like, when we were saying we were talking about the guy who's doing the, you know, the um, the documentary, and, and Johnny, Johnny was in the building before an AIW show, and people almost thought, oh, my God, could he be here? Could he be? And like, it was, like, floating around, and then he didn't. He wasn't yeah, there. He was there. He was there that day, though. Well, he was there, but I'm just saying on the yeah. show, per se. So people, I mean, that is, and he, he's been, people have been waiting for him to come back to AIW in any type of <clears> Right. So, I mean, uh, I think we got a uh, Ultramantis Black coming back. Oh, you know I can't I mean? wait. Yeah, that announcement, that announcement, because that means, you know, we got Ad Odds coming. We got Joe Sposto in the building, man. Like, that is whew, Ultramantis Black and Joe Sposto on the same show. Like, that is going to be such a fucking fun afternoon. Maybe oh. Ultramantis Black is Joe Sposto. I know a lot of people who think uh, that Joe Sposto could be a lot of different people. <laughs> Words, freaking. <laughs> I think Ultra he's Ultramantis Black. Black. I think he's Last Ultra- time, he's Joe's Black. always wearing long sleeves. You know, <laughs> it covers up those Christmas tattoos. Yeah. As I say, last time I saw Ultramantis Black wrestle was in a hardcore Christmas match against Nick Gage. And then we announced. Uh, return to uh class with tommy rich and oh. little guido dude i'm telling it's, you right now we have heavy. to do some sort of beer drinking competition but we listen okay everyone that's listening to the podcast right now you're in on it nobody tell guido or tommy rich that they're competing but it will be a competition who can drink the most beers if you if you want to help you want to play this game along you buy guido or you buy tommy rich a beer whoever you want to win buy those guys a beer those- just go 
hand it to him. Say, here you go, gentlemen. Somebody will be keeping count of all the beer. We will assign a student to each we'll fucking try. one. They're just yeah, going to follow him around and just keep a clicker. Don't let them know they're competing because then, you know what I mean? I want to know it. Just wouldn't that be great if, that, if we really did that? Oh, it would be, it would be <laughs> like no joke. It would probably be 50 each. That's, so I'm, we got to do, we got to get assign a student to each one and just literally buy him one of those little clickers that they give like the carnival workers. And you just nonchalantly stand around. We'll tell them each that they're their hand. Like if they need a beer, you tell that guy, go get your beer for you. We'll just, you know, Hey, it's, you know, it's wrestle rager. Have a good time. You each get your own beer getter and they'll keep a clicker and we'll just keep fucking, you know, and we are, we're limiting that. We're limiting that show to 300 tickets. Oh, so you better buy those. That shit goes fast. Wrestle Rager goes fast. And we're back at class. So there's a whole group of people that only just go to there. Go, yeah, yeah, they only buy tickets to that show. So you're talking that could be another, even being generous, 30 to 35 people who just go to that show. So those tickets are washed out of the 30. You got to figure you better get your tickets because these, these summer shows are going to sell. I hope That's so. That's sure. the plan. But uh, I guess that'll do it this week all right well uh i don't know if i'll see you next week but if not uh same time next week huh all right thanks see ya